Hello ladies and welcome to the AmazingBible.book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are looking at chapter 15, the Jerusalem Council. But before we jump into that, I'd like to point out how the leadership of the church changed since it began. In Acts 1, we had the 12 disciples. They became known as the apostles, which meant sent ones, with Matthias taking Judas's place. And then there were the other disciples, about 120, including women, Jesus's mother, and his brothers, chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. After Pentecost, about 3,000 believers were added, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and breaking bread and prayer, chapter 2, verse 42. Through chapter 5, the apostles were the main leaders of the church, but the church had grown, and the twelve needed to focus on prayer and the ministry of the word. So they commissioned seven men to be what Paul called, in his letters, deacons, or servants, or ministers, who took care of the people and the needs of the church. In chapter 9, Barnabas sought Paul to the apostles, but by chapter 11, verse 1, we read, Now the apostles and the brethren. In chapter 11, verse 20, reads, The church at Jerusalem sent Barnabas. And at the end of Acts, chapter 11, verse 30, Barnabas and Saul went to the elders in Jerusalem. The word for elders is presbus, and a group of elders is presbuterion. In chapter 12, the first apostle is put to death, which helps us to realize that the next generation of leaders must rise up because the apostles won't be around forever. After Peter's miraculous release from prison in chapter 12, verse 17, he tells the believers, Report these things to James and the brethren. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 19, we see that James is Jesus' half-brother. Now, one other thing I want to point out is that in chapter 14, verse 4, Luke wrote, But the peoples of the city were divided, some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles, meaning Paul and Barnabas. In Paul's letters, we discover that Paul, who is called by Jesus on the road to Damascus, is an apostle of Jesus because the Lord called him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul discussed the resurrection encounters that Jesus had, such as with Peter and James and the apostles. And then Paul said in verses 8 and 9, Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me, for I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Now, let's look at verse 1 of chapter 15. But some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, Unless you are circumcised, according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. It says some men, not apostles, not deacons, not elders, just men. These men did not have the church's authority and they were not sent by the church. 
Verse 2 said, When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and the elders about this question. In other words, do Christians have to become Jews first? Is it faith in Jesus alone enough or are works involved? This is what the Jerusalem Council is all about and it happened around 48 to 50 AD. As Paul and Barnabas went up to Jerusalem, and just a side note, Antioch was north of Jerusalem, but they were on the sea coast and they were at sea level. And Jerusalem is on a mountain. So when the Bible says they went down from Jerusalem or they went up to Jerusalem, they are not referring to north or south, but to elevation. So as Paul and Barnabas went up to Jerusalem, they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria and shared with the believers all that God had done with them. Verse 4. They arrived at the church and the apostles and elders greeted them. The Pharisees, who were also believers, started saying that all believers need to be circumcised with the observance of the law of Moses. Verse 5. In verses 7 through 12, Peter shared about his experience with Cornelius and then Barnabas and Paul shared about the signs and wonders God had done through them with the Gentiles. James, Jesus' half-brother, then shared that what these men had shared lines up with Scripture. He quoted from Amos chapter 9 verse 12, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 10, Isaiah chapter 45 verse 21, Isaiah 63 verse 19, Jeremiah 14 9, and Daniel 9 19. And since the Old Testament allows the Gentiles to turn to God, then James said in verse 19, Therefore it is my judgment that we do not trouble those who are turning to God from among the Gentiles but that we write to them that they, one, abstain from things contaminated by idols, two, from fornication, three, from what is strangled, and four, from blood, and that we send with Paul and Barnabas, men to testify to this truth. So they chose leading men from Jerusalem, Judas called Barsabbas and Silas. Now the letter they wrote is found in verses 24 through 29. In that day, letters started with who wrote them and then to whom it was written to. The apostle and the brethren who are elders to the brethren in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia who are from the Gentiles, greetings. Here we see that there are two groups in Jerusalem. The apostles, which are led by Peter, and the elders, which are led by James. And the letter is going with Paul and Barnabas to the church, which is now beyond Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And now it's not even just Antioch, but Syria and Cilicia. The church is expanding. In the letter, it mentioned the men who disturbed the church with false teachings. So they wanted to let them know they are of one mind by sending this letter with two leading men to set the record straight. And they are sent with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. 
men who risk their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 26. The Jerusalem Council decided that Gentiles did not have to become Jews first to be a Christian. This shows that it is no longer a sect of Judaism, but it is its own religion. They believed the main things that Gentile believers should observe were to stay away from idols, sexual immorality, blood, and eating strangled animals with the blood still in them. If they keep themselves free from these things, they will do well. Farewell. Chapter 15, verse 29b. The men went back to Antioch with Barsabbas and Silas. They shared the good news and the people rejoiced. After a while, Judas and Silas went back to Jerusalem and they were sent in peace. Chapter 15 ends with a conflict between Paul and Barnabas. After some days, they discussed going back and visiting the believers in every city in which they had preached during their first trip so they could see how they were doing. Barnabas was determined to take John Mark again. But Paul refused because John Mark had departed from them the first time. Verse 39 reads, And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed from one another. And Barnabas took John Mark and sailed to Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas. And they were commissioned by the brethren to go to Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. What I like about chapter 15 is that the church in the Bible and prominent leaders who are heralded as great leaders of the faith had conflict. It's a part of life. My professor said, it shows how God works through us in spite of ourselves. The plus is that this brought about two missionary groups instead of one. One thing that strikes me is that Barnabas, whose name means son of encouragement, we found that in chapter 5 verse 4, who took Paul under his wing and brought him into the fold, is doing the same thing with John Mark. He's giving him another chance, but Paul would not have it. The plus is that when we read Paul's last letter, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11b, he writes, Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful to me for ministry. Barnabas mentored John Mark, and finally Paul came to realize that he was a faithful servant of the Lord. One thing that amazes me about God is that he can turn terrible situations and can turn them around to make beautiful things. So ladies, if you find yourself in the midst of conflict, ask the Lord to open your eyes to truth and then do what he tells you to do. Sometimes it takes years for reconciliation, and sometimes it never happens. But your heart, your heart, can find peace in the Lord. So if you hear his voice today, please don't harden your hearts. Instead, let's be women who read the word, pray, and obey. Until next time, and thank you so very much for listening.